Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, August 15th, 542 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures down 17 and a half at 624 and a half last trade. November soybeans down 39 at 1415 and a quarter. September Chicago wheat down 19 and a half at 786 and a half. September Kansas City wheat down 19 and a half at 869 and three quarters. September spring wheat down 20 and a quarter at 899 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a review on that Apple app if you wouldn't mind. Uh, could use some more reviews there. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Uh, leave me a comment. Did you catch any rains over the weekend? How do the crops look in your neighborhood? If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, lots of weather info, especially this time of year. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Of course, I talked about the USDA report uh, on Friday. And on report day for me, you get the data uh, very, very timely. I send out kind of like the headline items via text, usually within... 90 seconds of the release, and then I've got a video blasted out usually within 20 minutes. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation, nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Uh, let's get into this USDA report. I'm not gonna run through everything, but I'm gonna run through the highlights and some of the surprises. I think the biggest surprise is probably the soybean yield estimate, 51.9 bushels per acre for the United States. That's a record tying yield. It would be tied with uh, 2016, I believe, for the highest uh, national soybean yield on record if confirmed. And it's not confirmed. This is an estimate. Uh, it would be the largest soybean crop on record for the for the United States because we're doing it on uh, larger acreage. Uh, this is a surprise because the trade had expected a lower yield. Um, 51.5 was the July estimate, and the trade expected 51.1. So this was eight tenths of a bushel above. The the uh, pre-report estimate. When you look at the state-by-state -state stuff for soybeans, you've got record crops being projected in six different states, or record yields rather, not record crops, uh, record yields being projected for soybeans in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, North Carolina, Arkansas, and Mississippi. And you've got bad yields being uh, projected in a lot of places too. You look at Kentucky, you look at Oklahoma, you look at Texas, um, you look at Nebraska. Um, Iowa's going to be off versus last year. But those six states and some of these other places with good crops are going to be enough to carry us to a record yield. That's what USDA is projecting us. Uh, that's not my opinion necessarily. I don't really have much of an opinion on it, but that's what USDA is, is projecting here in regard to the soybean yield. When you look at the corn yield, uh, the estimate went down 175.4, and that 175.4 was actually below the average trade guess, which was 175.9. So the soybean uh, yield number was kind of bearish versus expectations, where you could make the argument that the corn yield number was maybe a little bit friendly versus expectations. Uh, when it comes to corn, you've only got a record yield being projected in two states, Iowa at 205, which would be uh, tied for last year, I believe, uh, 
for a record yield. And then Wisconsin at 185. Illinois is going to have a good yield at 203. Um, Eastern Corn Belt's off in some places, uh, way off in you know Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, uh, down into the south. Kansas way off. Uh, Oklahoma way off. No surprise there. And then better year over year yields in, you know, the Dakotas and Minnesota, and they had a rough year up there last year. So you're seeing record soybean yields being projected in a lot of places, but not so much in corn. Uh, And some of the other things that I thought were noteworthy, uh, the European Union corn crop uh, estimate came down. They went down to 60 million metric tons from 68 in July. That's a number that probably needs to come down a little bit further. Uh, Your old crop, U.S. corn and soybean carryout estimates increased due to reduced demand estimates. Uh, USDA increased its Ukrainian corn production estimate up to 30 million metric tons from 25 in July. That's still way down from 42 last year, but a little bit more optimism regarding Ukraine. Uh, They did that resurvey of acreage in North Dakota, Minnesota, and South Dakota, and there were no material changes. I mean, some people thought that, you know, we were going to lose like millions of acres. Uh, Total U.S. corn acreage down 100,000 versus June 30th. Uh, Soybean acreage down 300,000 versus June 30th following uh, that resurvey. So no real shocker there. So the report was a mixed bag. I don't think there was anything overly bullish or overly bearish. Uh, Certainly some things that were surprising. I think that soybean yield number, probably the most surprising thing uh, when you look at it big picture here. Large money managers uh, hold or held their largest net short in the SRW wheat market since February. So you got to go back pre-invasion to the last time funds were short this sort of amount in terms of SRW wheat. They were short 24,000 contracts as of last Tuesday's close. So uh, we're right back to to normal, I guess, in regard to the wheat market and the way that the funds are positioned, despite all the stuff coming out of Ukraine and the invasion and all of that. The market's reverted lower. The funds are short again. It's like we're back to, you know, a pre-invasion type situation when it comes to the markets and large money managers. Uh, Funds added length in the corn market. They added, what was it, 17,000 contracts of corn in the week ending last Tuesday and 2,000 contracts of uh, soybeans in the week ending last Tuesday. So these are modest net long positions in in corn, 135 in corn, um, 102,000 in soybeans. Those are not like extreme net longs. And this is more of a modest net short in the SRW wheat market. So not any big extremes in terms of fund positioning here. You got some rains moving over, uh, say, like the northern part of Nebraska, and there's scattered stuff all over Nebraska this morning, and then the the southern part of South Dakota this morning. This looks like a decent system. Uh, If you guys have any uh, rainfall totals for me, if you're in those areas, uh, let me know. This thing should move into part of Iowa and then down into, like, Missouri. I don't think it's going to catch much of Illinois here. Over the next seven days, um, you're going to see, again, this thing's going to move into Iowa, Missouri. It's not going to get into much of the eastern Corn Belt the way that the forecast looks. You've got kind of a separate deal here over the south that's going to catch a lot of the the states in the southeast but illinois mostly dry over the next week indiana mostly dry ohio mostly dry i was going to do all right depending on the location minnesota kind of a mixed bag north dakota south dakota nebraska uh, mostly dry here next seven days maybe some stuff for the uh southern plains you look at the six to ten and you're looking below normal in terms of temperatures for a lot of areas uh precipitation a mixed bag uh wetter in the southern you know half of the corn belt i guess uh northern plains northern northwest part of the corn belt maybe below normal uh, precipitation 8 to 14 is is kind of similar uh, in regard to weather we've got a nopa crush report this morning this is the uh, july report traders estimate 
that uh, members of the National Oilseed Processors Association crushed 171.5 million bushels of beans in July. That would be up 4% from June. It would be up almost 11% from July of last year if confirmed. So we're looking for a strong number here. Soybean oil stocks likely declined for a fifth consecutive month, according to the pre-report estimates. This deal will be out at 11 a.m. Central Time uh, later this morning. The S&P 500 posted its best close in more than three months on Friday. I believe that was the best close since the early part of May. As of Friday's close, the S&P has now rallied almost 18% from its June 17th low. It's only 11% removed from the all-time high that was posted in early January. Uh, the S&P has finished higher for four consecutive weeks. We had those uh, inflation numbers out last week, CPI and PPI inflation numbers. They were both seen as being supportive factors because they were both lower than expected. They were down month over month month. Uh, the Fed, as a result, could be less aggressive with rate hikes. And that's something that's seen as being a positive for the market. You've also got softer gasoline prices. I think that continues to inspire positive attitudes. So can you really have a recession here when you've got a strong stock market? You got three and a half percent unemployment. You got the Fed maybe less aggressive. I don't know. I don't know if this is a dead cat bounce. I don't know if this is the start of another bull market. Uh, crude oil prices trade sharply lower this morning on the heels of some poor Chinese economic data. And I guess that's that's a double-edged sword. On one hand, China's not in great shape, but on uh, the other hand, it'll help out as help us out in regard to energy prices. And here in the United States, at least, you know, energy prices have been like the biggest contributor to inflation. And that goes for most parts of the world as well. Uh, the cattle market was kind of mixed on Friday, but cash trade was good. Uh, cash traded up to 140 in the South on Friday, I believe, 144 to 148 in the North. In the outside markets, we've got a sharply higher U.S. dollar. Uh, the stock market's down after that strong close last week. The S&P's down 20. Uh, the Dow Jones down 160. Bonds up a little bit. Gold's down 22 bucks. Crude oil now down 40 dollars and 23 cents in the september wti at 87.89 everybody have a great week i will talk to you same time tomorrow